0: debbie is everything marketplace finding the talent is art i'd say i leave it to them while i carve my name marketplace marketplace debbie is everything marketplace finding the talent is art i'd say i leave it to them while i carve my name hey welcome 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 to another episode of the debbie marketplace podcast kane Nelly back with you again this is going to be the last episode that we record Before the Fantasy Football Expo. So uh, if you're going to be at the Fantasy Football Expo, come and talk to us. We want to talk about Debbie. We want to talk about football. We want to talk about those things. Uh, If you want a drink, find me. Let's have a drink. If you want to make fun of Nelly for his hair or or nerd things. (laughs) uh, If you want to talk to Shane about random historical tidbits. And if you want to see if Shane is the exact same person that he is uh, uh, on a podcast. um, He will actually talk to you about any historical bit. At one point, uh, me, him, and his wife were walking by something, and I was like, what's the story behind that? And she literally busted out every historical fact as we were walking by a river uh, in Pittsburgh. So, uh, Fort Duquesne. uh, So that's actually, this is actually a normal thing for him. He will just tell you any piece of history that he knows if you want to hear it. Um, and Nelly will show you how to do a V lookup or something. I don't know what he does, uh, but but we're, we'd be happy to uh, talk to, with you. Stop by, talk to us. We won't have a booth or anything, but but uh, we'd love to see you.
1: We'll be we'll be on the Debbie panel on Sunday, so you stop certainly, by
0: there. Certainly will. I'll be a uh, uh, very good chance. I probably have like a Windsor Seven or something. Yeah, can't rolling. It be it's gonna be great. Uh, there's a good chance. Um, two things we got to do today. First, we have to talk about the best. Animated TV shows. Um, second thing we have to do is we're going to talk about teams and players that we're just looking forward to watching this year. We're we're finally at the point where we're so close to being to having actual content that changes every week. We're so close to being there. We are we are very excited to be there soon. Um, so we're going to talk about just players we're looking forward to and teams we're looking forward to. Um, Shane, I assume we'll talk about Florida State. Um, it would be my guess, and so we're just going to talk about that as well. We're we're just excited to uh, to now have you know summer practice in right. We now have college football training camp starting. Um, we're just really excited to uh, uh, really get to have football starting again. Finally, got our first preseason NFL game. We basically are going to have football every weekend uh, from now until the Super or the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. Essentially, or do we have one it, week off know. before the Super Bowl?
1: Uh, I well, yeah. I
0: guess now we don't you count have the, the Pro Bowl. Bowl so. What is that?
1: It's not football. Whatever it is. So
0: yeah. So up until this nonsense, uh, and up until the uh, Pro Bowl dodgeball game. We'll have football every single weekend. So we're very excited to, to have that and, and have that back in our lives. But first, uh, best animated video games. Do we first want to talk about how this uh, vegetable draft? Animated goes? series,
1: oh. right? TV shows. So.
0: Yeah. Best animated series. What did I say? I was going to say, I was. I didn't. I video games, which we, oh, which not we video
1: did no, we never posted a poll, but Kane won vegetables last week. Per the Twitter Mm. uh,
0: Nelly got rolled. Nelly (laughs) got
1: rolled again. He's he's got a boy drafting
0: seaweed.
2: My voters came out in quality rather than quantity. Lots of support. Lots of vocal support of how I won the draft. The votes didn't come through, but you know what? I'm happy with my draft in hindsight. He loses
0: one more time. He's going to say the election was stolen.
2: Uh, So let's let's just move on here
0: (laughs) to best animated shows. Who wants the first pick?
1: The one of you want it or? May oh, I'll, I'll take, take it.
2: You? I okay, want it. Yeah. give right. me South park. South park is the one one S- South park is legendary. South park has like unprecedented amounts of TV success. Uh, the amount of like high level ratings they've gotten for what, like 20 years to this point. It it's one of one. Uh, and I mean, it's so good. The the way that they adjust with the times and still manage to make everything funny. Um, I don't know. There's nothing better for me than just like sitting down and turning on like a random episode of South Park. It's always just super enjoyable.
1: Yeah. That I mean that, that was definitely gonna be my one one. If no one had taken it, I was like, I would have and I, I
2: needed it because I I this is not my strong suit, so I needed I needed to snag the one one there.
1: Nah, you got some good ones. C- Kane, you want one oh two or one oh three?
0: Um I'll let you have it. 102? All right. Um I think
1: I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go with my heart here. I'm gonna go Bob's burgers with the 102. Ooh,
0: burgers Bob.
1: I I, I think is I, I think still underrated. I don't know a lot of people like it. I think still underrated. I don't know if I've laughed looking at my list, like I, I don't know if I've laughed at another uh, animated series more than bobs burgers maybe one is one on here's
0: close but I, i'm a big i'm a fan um i'm going to take one of my favorite animated shows and i'm going to take king of the hill well, like just always enjoyable king of the hill um I, I i just always think it does such a good job um I think that pick will go to me in the next round. So I'm going to hold that. Um, I'm also going to take Archer.
2: Oh, nice pick. I was going to take them. Uh, I didn't think just a, that early. A,
0: a, a, it's just such a solid show to me. Uh, I have just absolutely no problems with that show.
1: Yeah, that, that's the other one that was up there for me with Bob's Burgers. I think in terms of it's so just good. like the comedy is so good. Uh, 202. I'm gonna go with The Simpsons. I know it's been a while since The Simpsons have been like great, but like I grew up with The Simpsons in the 90s, and it was exceptional and still very rewatchable. Um, you know, it, it's it's not something I put on all the time, but is not easy like turn on. Kind of like South Park is. I think you can put on a random older episode, and it's really good and funny. Uh, the jokes are pretty iconic. So I'll take the substance there.
2: Um, okay, I'm going with heart picks here. Um, I love that. Two oh three. I'm gonna go kids. I think first kids show that we've talked about. I'm taking Tom and Jerry. Absolutely timeless. So good. I mean, like you can watch Tom and Jerry today, and it will be enjoyable, right? Like it's uh, it's obviously like catered to kids, but it's just it's fun. Uh and it's it's so simple, but I don't know. They they managed to keep it entertaining. Um and the first pick of the third round, I'm gonna take Bojack Horseman. Um, Ooh, yeah, that was a good so pick. So good. I mean, it's really funny uh, to start and then it kind of just gets sadder and sadder while still being funny, but it's painful. Um but like you get so invested in it. Um and it's just it's a really, really good show.
1: I haven't seen much of Bojack Horseman, to be honest. It's I probably good. should get on that. Uh, 302, I'm gonna take Futurama. Another, I think, timeless show that's like three banger episodes all the way through. Great characters. Like a Futurama.
0: I uh, you I feel like you could make the case uh, for these next two should have been should have gone higher. Uh, I'm gonna take Family Guy, and then my next pick, I'm gonna take Batman: The Animated Series.
1: Oh, I, I, Batman is uh, uh, spectacular.
0: Yeah.
1: Old school. I, I'm not like Family Guy's fine. It's just not my thing.
0: Like I, I think there's a lot of hit and miss. Yeah. With Family Guy, there's some good hits. Yeah, thing. and I think the hits hit better than a lot of other other animated shows, right? Family Guy stinks, I'll say. Well, you would have taken it, so. Ah, oh, man. Between, between two here. Please don't take my last pick.
1: I, I don't think I. I don't think I am. Um, all right. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm gonna take. Uh, I'm gonna take SpongeBob. Four and mm, like two. Pick. Like, I was a little. I was a little old for it, but even going back and watching some, like, it's definitely. Um, you know, we are we are having our daughter this month. Like SpongeBob is gonna be an early mainstay, and I think it's entertaining to watch. And I love the musical as well. So. Oh.
2: Yeah, that's a good pick. It was one of the two picks I had left written down, which is difficult because now I have two picks. Um, first one will be Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo is great. I think Scooby-Doo is a big reason why I like mystery, uh, the mystery genre to this day. Um, super enjoyable, pretty timeless as well. Um, And then that takes me to my fifth pick. I think I have to go adult because I've gone kids a couple times now. Um, I'll tell you what. Something I watched recently that I enjoyed was Big Mouth. Uh, I think Nick Kroll is super talented. I think the show is funny. It's outrageous. Um, But Nick Kroll is just objectively a very, very funny guy. Uh, And I did enjoy it when I watched it.
1: I liked, like, the first season, and then it really went off the rails. <laughs> it got like, really bad, really quick.
0: I so badly want to do another round, just so you know.
1: Oh, I think I'm out. I'm i, out. I mean, I'm down. I, 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 I would love to, but...
0: But we got to keep it at five. Those are the rules.
1: Yeah, I guess. Ah, oh, there's so many good ones left. Just
0: don't take mine. All right, I...
1: Uh, all right, I, I'm going to go Rugrats at the 502. Uh, I, think, I think it's another just timeless show that uh, I loved as a kid, and my wife loves it. I think Rugrats is really good. I was close to another one, but uh, not, neither of which are Canes, so I'm, I'm happy with my team.
0: Uh, I'm going to take what I believe to be the best cartoon that Nickelodeon ever created. Uh, I'm now going to take Avatar, The Last Airbender. In An elite okay. cartoon. Like, so good. Like, it's incredible. Um, I'm very happy. I had I had other things written down. Um, if I also wanted to go another kid's show, I'd have taken Phineas and Ferb. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is a thought good thought one. About I, didn't, I didn't
1: Ferb. think of him. Yeah, that's a good
0: one. Uh, my two older ones that I've written down, uh, Beavis and Butthead. Yeah. Always solid. Solid to me. on my list. Um on the short list was actually Aqua Teen Hunger Force. That, I didn't think of that, but that's a good one too. Uh, I just don't think it quite made it into the top 15 <laughs> of all yeah. animated shows.
1: Um I was heavily debating X-Men, the animated series, is also very better high. Better than quality. the movies, I think. Yeah, I think much better. That, that's what got me into like comics, like watching that. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was a classic, and that's still going. Yep. Um, Animaniacs and a lot of those old Nickelodeon shows, Ren and Stimpy, Rocka's Modern Life, a Real Monsters were all on my list.
2: Yep. Was uh, Fairly Odd Parents was, I guess, a show I watched growing up. A decent amount. Also, like. I, I wish that I would watched, like, Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, or even, like, branched out more into, like, anime, anime uh, yeah. genres, but I couldn't take them because I haven't watched them. Sure.
1: Yeah, I feel like if one of us was, like, into anime, that would have been, you know, I mean, Avatar's kind of the in-between.
0: That's the most yeah. on the edge, I think, of, of all of them.
1: You're right. But uh, I'll recap the teams. Nelly has South Park, Tom and Jerry, BoJack Horseman, Scooby-Doo, and Big Mouth. My team was Bob's Burgers, The Simpsons, Futurama, SpongeBob SquarePants, and Rugrats. Kane's team, King of the Hill, Archer, Family Guy, Batman the Animated Series, and Avatar, The Last Airbender.
0: I think Shane wins this one.
1: I, I think I think Kane has a shot. I, th- I think Nelly... We'll get. We'll South do better Park
0: than he did
2: in vegetable. the vegetable. I'm proud. Have to come out. I think Scooby I'm proud of my draft. Too. I think Scooby I, I, think, I, pick think, pick I, I think I went four for five. On good picks or bad picks? I
0: got good three picked. for
1: five. Three for five, I think. Which,
0: Which pick Tom did
1: you not? Tom and Jerry was. Oh come it was on! Reach at fine.
2: Reach Recheck to I, I wasn't like... going to take it. Wow. That's well,
1: fine. But it's yeah, not it's your not, draft,
2: it's my draft.
1: Miles, Miles right. That's fair.
2: Anyone but it's also lose.
0: your
1: vegetables.
2: Again, again, I appreciate the quality of my voters. The the words of support, all the DMs I received about how great of a job I did. Show <laughs> me go unnoticed. Show me three DMs that you don't fabricate. Uh direct messages or private.
1: I mean, th- those are private. You got to block people that direct message you if you don't That's like. That's a fair
2: so.
0: point. <laughs> um, my little
2: water chestnut man doesn't want to talk about his
0: DMs. I
2: explicitly said I do not enjoy water chestnuts. I don't know who you're referring to.
0: <laughs> I think
2: my little daikon like,
0: radish.
1: I still think a beverage draft reactions my favorite because it's like just like five people that are like, "I love water." I'm voting deli. Like that was Kelly. I love
2: water. Nuts to, to me. I need a, so I
1: like, okay.
2: I need like a name for my fans, my <laughs> voters. Water rights. <laughs> uh, let Let's dive into
0: our next part here. I we're so close to the season. We're so close to to getting a lot more news. Uh, what are some teams and players, or teams slash players, however you want to look at it, that you're just looking forward to watching this year?
1: Look, you, you teased in the open, but I I can't wait to watch Florida State. I think that's my most anticipated team because we saw the flashes last year. I think Jordan Travis is an exceptional quarterback who um, could definitely rise up draft rankings, uh, be a Heisman contender. It wouldn't surprise me if Trey Benson, uh, their running back, it ends up as a uh, you know, top 50-ish pick in the NFL draft. Like, I think Keith, played really well last year is going to be a bell cow they added keon coleman at receiver from michigan state super athletic you know big guy. johnny wilson maybe isn't the Devi darling or anything but he is tall and big and can jump um and, you know they added jaheem bell uh a tight end who i really like more than consensus I, I think florida state could run the acc uh in a lot of ways so i'm excited for that offense they have a, a two of the best edge rushers in college football and Patrick Payton and Jared verse, Jared verse probably going to be a top five pick. Like even the defense is going to be good. Um, not if if you had asked me a year ago, would i ever be excited about watching Florida state in a year. I'd be like, hell no, it's going to be awful. And that
0: just completely changed. I would have responded. Nineties replays. (laughs) Yes, I would. I would, I would still watch those. Um, I I know Nelly's gonna have an adverse reaction to what I say here. I just know it. And if we could just video, like we have the video on, if we could just screenshot his face here. If you say
2: Minnesota,
0: um, I was gonna say the Minnesota Golden
2: Gophers. Oh my You're right, god, Nelly! I.
0: You know what? <laughs> you know what? We got this right here. Minnesota beat Penn State. Went to seven or eight. No, right. Um. I but I I think this is. As a gopher fan, I think this is a really important season, right? This is finally the season where you basically had close as close to an all American running back as you could have ever gotten, right and Mohammed Ibrahim, who ran for a bajillion yards and touchdowns um, definitely outweighed anything that anyone believed that he could do now into an offense that actually has to pass the football so I'm very curious to see how this happens and and not just that, but like how. I think a bigger conversation is, especially next year, when, when UCLA and USC and Washington and Oregon enter the Big Ten, d- does passing become more of of a focal point for many Big Ten teams? I think this is something that, that teams start to try and identify now. If that's going to be a larger focal point of their teams um, if they feel like they have to uh, keep up the sco- the scoring like they do with some of the Big Ten East teams. And with the addition of some of these other teams, I wonder if that continues to hold. Shane, I know you're an Ohio State fan, but feel free to to knock that last point.
1: No, look, look, I, I think you're right. I mean, Atheon Kalamanis is a mainstay on my CGC you bet team. You betcha. So I'm, I'm, I'm hoping for a little Minnesota passing to come. I, I think we're heading that way. The old Big Ten, like ten, three yards in a cloud of dust, it's gone. Um, now it's going to be thrown for 10 yards. That's going to be the way to go.
2: As it should be, by the way. Big Ten's been stuck in the past. That's why the football's been so bad lately. Okay. Go watch Uh, a team that you care about, Chadron State, or whoever the hell you went. (laughs) I'm a very unbiased watcher of football, which makes me most qualified to give opinions on the Big Ten rather than you two. Um, But anyway, uh, I will go out west. Uh, Chip Kelly's UCLA Golden Bruins, I think, are – like a very, very interesting team to watch this year. I think there is like a lot to be excited for, but the floor is super low. I mean, I guess you got to start with uh, Dante Moore. I think he's the most likely of the five-star incoming quarterbacks to be an early campus starter. I think there's a chance he's the opening day starter for UCLA. Uh, So that's exciting. We get to see him sort of right away in a very, um, very offensive-friendly system. You know, uh, Chip Kelly brought in, uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson, he was a day one starter too. So there there's precedent for that as well. I think we have some exciting names. We have um J. Michael Sturdivant at wide receiver transferring him from Cal. He's been getting some buzz. He's got good size and is a track guy. Right. So like the ceiling with him is pretty high. I think he's going to be the the go the go to guy at wide receiver. I also I'm excited for TJ Harden. Uh, he's this like massive back who can catch passes that has been slept on. He wasn't a very uh, high-tier recruit, but played well behind Charbonnet last year and is ahead of uh, Carson Steele, according to Camp Reports. So, I don't know. I've, I'm kind of I, – I, we've talked, especially on the second podcast, about um, the campus realignment. But I'm excited for this last year, the Pac-12. I think there are a lot of really exciting teams out there. Uh, Pac-12 after dark is – is going to be exciting this year.
1: I think it's, I think it's fair. UCLA is a good team with, with kind of the unknown. Uh, I'm going to go with another team that I think has a bit of unknown, but with high expectations. That's Tennessee. I think Tennessee volunteers are interesting. We saw Hendon and Hooker have a lot of success. Jalen Hyatt and Cedric Tillman as well in the NFL. You know, Joe Milton is a player who I wrote off after his first year as an absolute college football bust. He impressed me uh, last year when he got to play, when after Hedden Hooker got hurt. Can he man this offense? You know, is Nico Iamaliava going to force his way in? And then the receiving core is really interesting. Squirrel White is going to play that Jalen Hyatt role. He definitely has that speed. I think Bruno McCoy is heavily slept on. Uh, as a Debbie player and a C2C, you know, prospect and player. Um, And Ramel Keaton's still there. He's pretty good, too. They they brought in Dante Thornton. And then uh, the running back situation is kind of a a split. Jalen Wright, Jabari Small, Dylan Sampson, the freshman Cameron Selden getting some hype. I think Jalen Wright is the guy to not sleep on there. He was on Bruce Feldman's freak list. Every running back on Bruce Feldman's freak list that was draft eligible last year was drafted. Uh, So... Good chance Jalen Wright's going to get drafted as well. Uh, so I think Tennessee. We know the system's great with, with Josh Heupel, uh Is it going to live up to those expectations?
0: Uh, mine is actually an entire position group, and uh, feel free to bash me because I've been anti-tight end for a very, very long time. But I'm kind of looking forward to 2024 tight end group, right? Like, because like I feel like. Following last year, I'm, I'm curious to see if the, A, the, the production continues um, from some really good tight ends that went into the NFL draft, as well as is the NFL draft, you know, where they were selected, is that is that pedigree going to continue to be there? I think that's really, really interesting to me because you have some guys that are going to be super athletic, right? In Brock Bowers, Jetevian Sanders, Jaheim Bell. Like, I think Cade Stover is going to be super athletic coming out of Ohio State. Um and then you have some guys that that have a chance to put up very big seasons, um, whether that's Brent Cuthy, uh, Brevin Spanford, Gavin Bartholomew, Eric All, uh, Michael Trigg has a chance, CJ Dipre. Like th- there's some like guys that really have a chance to do that. So I'm I'm curious to see if we can have two really really strong NFL draft pedigree like classes back to back. Right. I I think it it was clear that the NFL has has this want to have multiple two tight end sets uh, on teams or else there wouldn't be that many tight ends drafted uh, that highly. Right. So I'm curious to see if we have the uh, uh, production to continue to have that kind of focus. And Nelly from a or excuse me, Shane, from a a draft standpoint, curious to see if, if you feel like that's going to continue early on.
1: Yeah, I, I feel like that possibility is out there. The names you mentioned, I think there's a couple more, too, that could really vault up the board. Um, I think end could be like 20 deep again of decent guys that have a chance. So That's a really good call because uh, I, I feel like with the extra COVID year, tight end has been one of those positions like quarterback where guys have kind of gotten held up from getting the, a starting job, and now you're seeing a lot of those players uh, get it and excel.
0: Yeah, like, you can add players like Bryson Nesbitt, um, Jake Brenningstuhl out of Clemson, Benjamin Urisek. Like, you can definitely add a lot more names to this list, right? And, like, I, I think things get very, very interesting on on how um, these players continue to either, for A, to progress, and B, at the same time, like, are they going to have that production to, not just production, but athleticism, to sustain these high picks that we saw as tight ends last year? Feel free to disagree, Nelly, if, if you don't think that's going to happen.
2: Um, I don't know. It's tough to say. I don't care about tight ends until I have to care about them. It's hard to – I mean, the top two guys are great. Uh, I think there's a lot of potential for other guys, but it's kind of one of those things, Debbie value-wise, where I need to see it first. But definitely something to keep an eye out. Um, like a lot of those names you mentioned, I do really like. Um. All right, I guess my next one would be, it's a duo. I'm excited for Connor Wegman and Evan Stewart this year. Uh, I think the SEC West is pretty wide open this year, all things considered. You know, like LSU is going to be good. Alabama is, of course, always good. But, like, who knows what's going on there at quarterback. Texas A&M had high expectations last year and absolutely floundered. Um, so, they could be like a post height regression candidate this year. And if they are, that's on the backs of, of Wegman and Stewart. Uh, Stewart is maybe the best wide receiver in that class. Wegman has the opportunity to rise to be the best quarterback in that class because it's so unknown. Um, so, I'm excited to see how they do. They've, they're in a new offense. Bobby Petrino, right? The new OC. Um, I know in the past in the show I said it was Bobby Bowden, the new OC, and uh, that was incorrect. Um, but anyway, it should be a, a better offensive system than past years, uh, year two for both of them, looking for them both to take a big leap. I'm excited for, for how they look in the SEC this year.
1: You know, I'll, I'll, I'll go, we can go, we can go one more way around. I'm excited for some of the transfer wide receivers that we're going to see. I, I think it's a, a strong group from Dorian Singer going to USC, uh, from Arizona, can he replace Jordan Addison? Um, I, you know, I think Devontae Walker one of Kane's favorites going from Kent State to North Carolina. Lots of production to be had there. Is is he gonna, you know, fill the Josh Downs role and end up being really good? Uh, you now he mentioned the SEC West being wide open. Malik Benson going from community college to Alabama you know, he's, he's got four, three speed guy. This is going to be like Jamison Williams part two. You know, do we see that happen? Um, I mentioned Keon Coleman for Florida state. Uh, One sneaky guy I like is Xavier Guillory going to Arizona state um, from the, the FCS. He's a player that was kind of on, you know, NFL Raiders before Idaho state. Now he's moving up and probably going to be, you know, potentially the lead receiver for Arizona state And uh, Caden Prather going to Maryland, Sakari Franklin uh, going from UTSA to to Mississippi. There's a ton of transfer receivers that are going to get playing time. They're going to start. And to me, that's kind of exciting to see how this plays out.
0: You can call me a little TV deep fanboy if you want, but I'm still holding out hope for Tyler Van Dyke. I think we definitely see an, an increase from the offense at Miami. I think this is a much better season not just for TVD, but also hopefully we have some healthy running backs. You add in, you know, you do have the transfer from Tyler Harrell, uh, which kind of adds more speed because apparently that's exactly what they needed at Miami, more speed and less people that can actually catch across the middle. So very interested to see what what that team's going to look like. But uh, I think Tyler Van Dyke definitely has the, a shot to be, A, much better than last year. It was definitely a struggle when he was playing. And and B, you have wide receivers that are finally taking a step forward, hopefully. Um, so I'm curious to see what, what Miami does and if they can be a little bit better and hopefully compete uh, just a little bit more for the ACC.
2: Um, okay, I'll round this out with the last one. But actually, real quick, Jamari Thrash, another transfer wide receiver to Louisville. Also an exciting one. Um, yeah. But I'll stay in the ACC. Homer pick. I'm excited to watch Riley Leonard this year. I think Duke could be even better this year than they were last year, which is saying something for Duke football, especially considering how good they were uh, last year. But uh, all the weapons are still in place. Uh, with Jalen Calhoun, the slot guy, is back. Jordan Moore, uh, the outside guy who transitioned from quarterback mid year last year, is back. He, he's showing a lot of promise. Um, but it's all going to come down to really the shoulders of Le- Riley Leonard. And he really has the opportunity to uh, take this step and be the quarterback three of the class. ACC is pretty wide open. I mean, I think the ceiling's pretty high for Duke this year and for Riley Leonard. Um, he's got to take a step passing the ball, but he contributed a ton on the ground this past year. He's an exciting watch, right? Like he's a big athlete um, and um, – yeah, I don't know. I, I'm a little invested in in Riley Leonard, so so I'd like to uh, personally see him succeed as well. I guess you're
0: one of what seems like to be a growing
2: contagion
0: of Riley Leonard's sponsors.
2: Yeah, yeah, I know it's grown over this off season as more people have called on. But I've got I've got the receipts going back. I said I would take Riley Leonard over Quinn Ewers, like almost like eight months ago now. So it's on my shoulders.
1: Nelly's Nelly's got the uh, the receipts. So
2: yeah, call me
0: fantasy has... receipts. Yeah, would you say he has the <laughs> fantasy receipts?
1: I,
2: it seems like he does. So there are see- receipts uh... that pertain to fantasy.
0: It seem if he, if I were fantasy receipts, I would block myself as well. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so. Putting all of you off the trail
0: yeah yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, Shane, you want to teach us something last time you get to teach us something uh, over the webs until you can in person
1: That's true, that's true. We'll get to do this uh, in person uh, in Pittsburgh yeah, for a night and then in Canton. So 1847 um, the Irish potato famine hits I think most people have learned about that in some form or fashion you know Ireland really re- was reliant on the potato because their soil was so good for it um, to give them proper vitamins. Famine hits. People not only don't have enough food, you know, England's not really taking care of them. So how, you know, how do you find proper nutrition, things like vitamin A, B, C, um, when you kind of lack of potatoes, of fruit, of, you know, things like that. And so they turned to something that, that Ireland actually has more than 600 varieties of, and that's seaweed. Uh, after the famine, seaweed became labeled a poor man's food. Uh, so it was very popular during the famine. Then afterwards, people were like, that's for poor people. Like, we don't want seaweed anymore. But eventually it kind of came back because there's so many different varieties. It, now it's considered a higher-end food for Irish cuisine, though we think of it much more as Asian cuisine. And so the most common there is the dillisk, which gives you kind of a salty, smoky flavor, um, I I remember seeing seaweed in Ireland when I went and like dishes, and I was like, "That is weird. Like this doesn't seem like the place for that." But uh, looking at the history, it's it's pretty interesting. So maybe I'm ha- trying to give some credence to Nelly's awful pick last week of seaweed in the vegetable draft.
0: It used to be a poor man's vegetable, now a rich man's vegetable, and Nelly just basically showed us colors last week.
1: Ah, there you go.
2: His high brow, highfalutin picks. <laughs> That's the worst. Wait. I mean, that's the worst point you can make. Shane just made the point that seaweed is for every man.
1: There you go. Oh, look, we're, we're, no, we're all going to be eating a anymore. bunch of seaweed on Thursday when we go to uh, go get some sushi. So,
0: hey, at Devi Dietz, you want to get sushi with us on Thursday?
1: He's coming to dinner. He's coming to dinner. Is uh, he really he's coming to the strip? He's coming drinking with us. So, hey, let's go. Yeah. Actually I didn't tell him we were drinking, but I told him we we're going to dinner, so he'll be he there, so. He'll, he'll be down. He's
2: you. he's he actually was the one who uh showed me Cinderlands. So
1: Ah oh, beautiful. Austin's a good guy if you're not following
0: Debbie Deeds. He's all right. Uh, <laughs> let's move to the Ohio State University. Of all of the Ohio State players you could buy, I think this is probably the cheapest. I just talked about tight ends. I think Cade Stover, especially when it comes to, if you're in a C2C, like, I think, if if you're trying to find that player that's probably going to be drafted in the NFL, right, but might not have the highest production this year, like, it's going to be Cade Stover. Like, he is athletic. He's going to run mid four fives. He's clocking in six, four, two. One, right. He's going percentile. He's going to be 90th percentile athleticism. Um, he, he's going to give you everything you want. So um, he definitely should uh, uh, buy Kate Stover. I think he's just a solid player as well. Uh, more NFL draft wise. My unknown, I'm going to go straight to the unknown. I want to talk about Matthew Golden, the wide receiver at Houston. Um, Are we going to see as as wonderful of an offense at Houston as we saw in the past? I don't know. Um, Is Matthew Golden going to be able to eat up Tank Dell stats? (laughs) I don't know. Um, so I'm very confused as what's gonna happen with with Houston overall. Um, I already don't like their coach, but I haven't for a few years, so no change there um but i am just really curious, you know is he able is he going to step into that wide receiver one spot at Houston, and is that enough um to live up to the uh, freshman hype that he was given last year? I think it's a big question mark for me. Uh, a sell for me right now, um, I'm going to go with uh, Jurian Dickey. And now, the, the reason why I think he's a sell right now is I think he's going to have okay enough production as a freshman. Like, I don't think it's going to be necessarily spectacular when you have Troy Franklin kind of eating up most of the targets. I think it's going to be really difficult. But I think you're going to be able to get him for either cheaper or close to the exact same price that you could get him this year. And I guess I would rather just take a person that can have a value gain when you're basically making the choice on if you want Devontae Walker or Jurian Dickey. Like, I want Devontae Walker. I think I want that shot at the NFL. Uh, so that that's kind of where I lean and why Jurian Dickey is, is currently a sell for me.
1: That's well, fair. I I definitely resonate with the Matthew Golden unknown because I feel like I'm too low on him sometimes, and uh, like I don't I don't know what to do. So uh, that's a good one. Um, my buy is uh, my rock solid buy. I, I think I bring up every couple of times for a high end player. It's Brock Bowers. Brock Bowers is pretty locked in to being a top half NFL draft pick. I'll say top twenty. I think just to be safe because of the tight end position, but I think in devi leagues, I, I would move Dalton Kincaid for him as the hype grows for Dalton Kincaid. You might even be able to get Brock Bowers for Sam Laporta for a team like Sam Laporta. Like I, I think it's worth trying to upgrade in a year if you're if you're not contending, because uh, you know rookie tight ends aren't going to help you that much. Uh, but I think Bowers is going to be a kind of a different weapon type. Uh, My cell is kind of the 2025 quarterbacks because I think their value exceeds where the likely value is going to be in a year. Like Drew Allar for Penn State, we've talked about, you know, time selling. If you're competing, if you get NFL help. You know, you can get Desmond Ritter plus. You can get Kenny Pickett plus and a super flex uh, for Allar. Like I, I like Kate Klubnick. I think he's going to be really good. I think that offense is going to be much better. But there's still a lot of unknown there. And if you, you know, you need – uh, a, a cheap NFL quarterback to get you by this is the time Sam Howell plus once he's locked in starting I think it'd be worthwhile my unknowns a, a player that I wouldn't draft in Debbie leagues uh, C2C leagues I would and I think he's a guy to watch is Ryan Berger quarterback for Appalachian State uh, I that yeah that's a that's a prime quarterback position prime system and uh, I, I started watching some film on him. And I was pretty impressed. Um He can move, he can run a little bit, has a good arm. I think it's a name CFF and c wise it needs known and, and might end up being a Devy player in a year.
2: I'm in a few drafts right now. I'm going to go out I'm do my cues. Um, So good. Appreciate that. All right. My, my buy sell unknown has a, uh, has a bit of an Alabama theme here. Uh, Shane, you mentioned Malik Benson earlier. I'm going to make him my buy as well. Um, I don't I, – I see in mainly C2C supplementals rather than Debbie, uh, but this is – I mean, the top of the draft is all pretty Debbie-focused. He's going too late in those drafts. I mean, he should probably be considered equivalent to like a top three freshman wide receiver going towards the end of the first round, early second round. I keep seeing him fall a little bit further than that. Um and once you get past those top tier elite guys like I think He's who you're go- you you got to go to. I think it seems like he's in line to be the leading wide receiver at Alabama this year. Um incredibly valuable. Uh my cell is a former Alabama wide receiver, Jojo Earl at TCU. Um I think you have kind of one last window to sell here as there's a glimmer of hope for him at TCU and new scenery cuz he was a former top recruit. Um, some people definitely liked him, valued him pretty high coming in, and for good reason, but it just hasn't worked out in part due to injury. But his camp reports haven't been that great for him. Um, TCU's probably going to take a step back uh, offensively from this past year. New offensive coordinator, new quarterback, uh, pretty much an entirely new wide receiver group. Um, he's just someone who I would look to buy – or look to sell now, sorry, um, before it's it's too late and he has no value. Uh, my unknowns to Marion Miller, running back at Alabama. He's kind of in this weird position where, talented in his own right, came in as a pretty high recruit, but he's kind of stuck behind an older guy in Jason McClellan, and then you have a couple young running backs, the two five-star coming in this year in, um, in uh, Richard Young and um, uh, Justice Haynes, where it's like is he kind of stuck there where it's like he'll be overtaken eventually, but he also doesn't have the opportunity now. Uh, that being said, like maybe he kind of continues his path at one point to the feature back there. That's always something valuable at Alabama. Also, like if he transfers out somewhere else, will probably be a feature back could follow like uh, the drone Ford path. Right. And that's valuable in its own right. So, It's tough value wise what to do with him right now. He he goes kind of all over the place in drafts. So like I wouldn't take him early, but if he keeps falling, it's like it might be worth taking taking on that bet. Good
0: stuff. And that and that is it here for us at the Devi Marketplace. Just want to say thank you so much for listening, and we appreciate every single one of you.